0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision well we're checking in on an important work of christians ones who are working in some of the toughest places on earth the team at samaritan's purse have been working in south sudan providing emergency food and clean water for internally displaced people who are victims of the ongoing conflict within the country It so happens that missionaries Mark and Annette Bennett, who have been working in South Sudan, are on a short visit to Australia and able to join us for a quick update. Mark and Annette, a special welcome along to 2020.
1: Thanks so much.
2: Hello.
0: Mark, if I start with you first, what do you see as the biggest issues that are facing South Sudan right now? I think the
2: biggest
1: issues are are really about insecurity and uncertainty about the future. So the economy is very bad and uh, because people have been displaced from their homes, they're not able to continue with their normal agricultural activities. So more than 50% of the population are food insecure and, and really need support from international agencies to survive. So security and peace is what they need. That's what we're praying for.
0: Annette, how do you describe the work that you and Mark are involved in? Give us a little in a nutshell idea about the things that you do.
2: Uh, Well, Samaritan's Purse have uh, been in South Sudan since 1993 and uh, they're primarily involved in uh, providing food through the World Food Programme. Uh, They also have nutrition programmes which are more targeted for uh, people who are malnourished they do wash programs, which mean uh, water and sanitation, so putting in wells and, um, and places for people to wash themselves and wash their clothes and also building uh, toilets for people. Um, and they're also involved in food security programs and livelihoods. So aside from delivering food, they teach people about how to grow their own food uh, and care for them and, and harvest seeds so that they can continue to grow for the future. The um, um, Samaritans Perth have been very involved also in the last, um, in many years, in rebuilding churches throughout South Sudan. Um, they've built more 500, 512, 512 wow. churches um, since the country has uh, become a country and separated from Sudan. And uh, they do leadership programs, which Mark is very involved in, so training leaders within church within churches, but also uh, within government, the police force and the army, um, training uh, in leadership uh, from biblical principles. And we have a hospital in the um, west of the country, uh, east of the country, I'm sorry, and I work in that hospital. I fly between Juba and this, uh, that location which is called Maban and we are the referral hospital for a population of 200,000 people. Um, most of whom, over 150,000 of those are refugees um, from Sudan and also internally displaced um, southern Sudanese people. Hey, Mark, more if- recently, Sorry, I was just going to say more recently we've been involved in training health workers in preparedness for uh, Ebola in case it comes across the border from the DRC.
0: Wow, Mark, reflect for us just for a few moments on those 512 churches because it's all very well for us to talk about clean water and food to eat and those, obviously, you can't survive without them. But the people who are a part of the churches that you're supporting, no doubt they're coming from conflict situations and trauma situations. The value of the church in a place like South Sudan, I guess that can't be underestimated.
1: No, that's right. And Samaritan's Purse's name is so well known across the country because we've built churches in every part, everywhere. And so we're very much welcomed into every locality. People are very happy to see Samaritan's Purse. And uh, churches of every denomination are very engaged together with us in training and building capacity for ministry. So we we do a range of different um, ministry development programs whether they're build programs, which is uh, literacy based on the Bible, or whether it's leadership training, as Annette mentioned, or we also, we're doing something that came from a course called Truth Centred Transformation, which is really encouraging church leaders and communities to understand that we can trust in God's promises. We don't have to wait for outside people to come and help us. We can start being a light to our own community and be a blessing to them and that's where we're really working hard to build their confidence in the in the bible message of churches and
0: communities it's such a huge task isn't it I wonder if you have your own insights here into the dramatic needs that there are because in one sense we'll be able to hear that Samaritan's Purse is meeting these very very basic needs but in order for those communities to thrive undoubtedly there's a whole lot of institutions that need to be either birthed or nurtured Mm -hmm. to a point where people can begin to flourish and thrive Uh, where do you see the needs there
1: well, because, uh, because the country's been in conflict for so long, you're correct. The the basic institutions that we consider are important for local government or regional and state government just are so poorly, poorly operated. And so they pr- there are no services provided by the government to the population. And those services are generally provided by international and national NGO organisations. So that's why we've made a priority also this year doing our course called uh, Leadership Based on Biblical Principles. So we're running that course with church leaders, but also state-level government officials. And it really is a very basic course. The the topics that we cover are trust, building peace, taking responsibility, stewarding resources, and doing what's equitable. Now, those things sound pretty normal, but uh, doing that course with state-level government officials it's very well-received, and pulling out your Bible and uh, using Bible passages to support what we're doing is really welcomed. and we think we've got a great opportunity there to build for the future in South Sudan.
0: I know that listeners will be able to really identify the Christian foundations that come through in that short course and getting people to a point where they are able to take some responsibility because if the government's taking no responsibility for those necessary institutions, I mean, talking about things like medical and healthcare services, and it as I understand it, according to the World Health Organization, there's only one doctor for every almost 40,000 people. Uh, there's certainly a huge uh, health care need there.
2: That's right. That's right, Neil. And uh, and one of the other uh, programs that Samaritan's Purse is launching just at this time is um, a scholarship program, and it, this is through SP Australia, um, a scholarship program for uh, local people from a, particularly a, a remote area where we have our hospital to study nursing and um, midwifery. So um, actually there's Although there are a few doctors at the moment, there is a bit of funding going into supporting uh, doctors to be trained, which is wonderful. Um, but in that in that area in um, in Maban, which, is, as I said, is in the east of the country, um, there's a huge shortage of people who finish education and particularly finish any tertiary education. But also there's a little bit of tension there because people want the jobs. And at the moment, those jobs are going to um, outside people like ourselves who are coming into work or um, other East Africans or nationals, South Sudanese, but not coming from that particular area. They're coming from Juba or from other parts of the country. So what we'd like to do is engage those youth, encourage people to stay at school, and uh, by offering these scholarships, there's a pathway for them to have a future. But it's really important to understand that um, the people we're giving the scholarships to are going to then, they're bonded, uh, they sign a contract that they're going to come back and work in that hospital and serve in their community. So it's it's very exciting, and we've actually seen local more local people stay at school um, or start school because they think, well, there's a hope for me in the future as well, um, and that's a much more sustainable. Strategy too for the future of that hospital and the healthcare in that area.
0: Well, no doubt the financial needs for the sort of work you are doing are just innumerable. Mark, if I was asking you about how listeners today might be able to be supportive of the good work of Samaritans Purse there in South Sudan, and it mentioned scholarships, what ways can people be supportive, prayerfully? as partners in the ministry that you're involved in and, importantly, how can people help financially today?
1: Well, if they go to SamaritansPurse.org.au, then they'll be, uh, be able to find the link to the program that Annette has just been talking about. And certainly we'd love people to be engaged with Samaritans Purse generally to find out more about what we do and to to know something about how they can pray thoughtfully about the situation in South Sudan and uh, the situation of Christian people there.
0: Just before I let you go, the sorts of internal conflict that we'll sometimes hear about, uh, internal conflict which is religious-driven, there's also obviously all sorts of challenges around government providing any services. Uh, So far as the conflicts go, do you feel safe where you are? Uh, What's the general situation like in South Sudan today?
1: Well, the situation in South Sudan is is a little insecure. And so where we work, we we always make sure that we have a secure compound and that our staff can be safe. Really, the the biggest issue at the moment is the poor economy and people are desperate. So people who work in the police force or the army or other government institutions often don't get paid. And so the only way for them to make money is to use whatever they have. And if you're a policeman and you've got a gun, then that's an asset in terms of uh, generating income. So that makes things insecure sometimes if you can't trust in the police service. So we do take care of our people and Samaritan's Purse takes security very seriously. Um, Yeah, but the country is a predominantly Christian country. Sudan to the north is a predominantly Muslim country. So the problems in South Sudan are all about access to power and resources and different ethnic groups struggling for superiority in that respect. And it's very sad for the country, which there are many Christian people who are desperate to see peace and praying for peace. And we hope to see a good step forward in that by December this year.
0: And as I often say when I'm reflecting on things that are happening in South Sudan, there is an Australian connection to the South Sudanese and particularly those who've been fleeing the violence in the Nuba Mountains. Uh, From the Nuba Mountains, a 100 years ago, Australian missionaries went there and they took the gospel and really had a major transforming effect of those Nuba Mountains people. And uh, as they've been fleeing the mountains and been part of South Sudan, and they're obviously a part of the mix of what's going on. But as we've been hearing, widespread poverty, uh, dreadful issues of malnutrition and the need for clean water, Uh, the challenge of getting a government able to provide the necessary services for a nation to flourish. And there in the midst of all of that is Samaritan's Purse. And what a privilege it is to be talking to you, Mark, and to you, Annette, about your work with Samaritan's Purse there in South Sudan. No doubt there'll be listeners who'd love to connect with you and to support the good work that you're doing. Let me point people to that website you mentioned, samaritanspurse.org.au. That's Purse. Dot org.au dot There'll be a link there for how you can connect with those scholarships that Annette was talking about to do with the hospitals. And I'm sure every dollar of financial support uh, will be so much appreciated. samaritanspurse.org.au Mark and Annette Bennett, uh, thank you so much. I hope you had a nice rest in Australia, and I know you're back to the coalface quickly, but thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020.